Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. You're talking to the 2019 Fantasy Football Make Money League Champion. Yes, sir, buddy. I am the champion. And not only am I the champion, I mean, I I I I blew the guy out there that I played against. I mean, come on now. I just want you I want everybody to know that I am the champ of my league. And I say, I may have told this story before, but I'm gonna tell it again. You know, uh at one point. Um, at one point during my fantasy football draft, uh, a lot of the guys were actually, they were kind of laughing at me because I drafted Andrew Luck late in the draft as a quarterback and Andrew Luck had already retired. And so I ended up saying, well, Hey, I might as well try to make this up by draft by drafting a quarterback that's going to run and throw the ball. So I drafted Lamar Jackson, and he was one of the last well-known quarterbacks to be drafted in my draft because who thought he was going to have the kind of season that he had, had, that he had. And my first pick was being a, a running back like myself. And, you know, when I, when I did play running back, I, I kind of, you know, prided myself on catching the ball and running the ball. So I always would love to have a running back in my backfield when I was a coach. At catch, he had to be able to catch the ball and run the ball. So I drafted with my first pick, um, Christian McCaffrey. And boy, did he pay off. So I had the MVP and I, what a lot of people would think is finally the, the second uh, place to the MVP, Christian McCaffrey on my team, Lamar Jackson and Chris McCaffrey. And um, this year, our team um, finished the season a week before the NFL season is over. So we finished our season in week 16, which was this weekend. Gone this weekend, actually. And so, and you and what's what's really cool about that, I think, is that when you see some of these teams and these and some of these fantasy teams, no, not fantasy teams, but some of these NFL teams this week coming up, they will not be playing some of the starters. You know, we've already seen that the Baltimore Ravens are saying that Lamar Jackson he will not play this week, nor will he, um, nor will uh, quite a few other players for the uh, Baltimore Ravens play this week. Well, that's good news for the Ravens. But if you're a fantasy uh, owner, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I talk about fantasy football like it's real because, it, in a sense, it does have a, a, a taste, a hint of reality to it because guys got to get out there on the field and perform for, in order for you to gain your points in the fantasy football. But when we look at some of these teams, uh, and like I said, I use the, um, the Ravens as an example. The Ravens wrap up first place in the division, and a lot of these guys are not going to start. So if you plan on and Christian McCaffrey, I'm not so sure if um, if if he's going to be starting uh, next week because, in a sense, 
This team really doesn't have anything to play for. They're not going to make the playoffs. He's a pro bowler. Um, I just don't see. I don't. I don't see uh, Christian McCaffrey playing um, for 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 much this week. And and if you're and if you're going into this week playing for a fantasy, uh, playing playing fantasy football, it could be it could be a little bit of an issue. But let's get out of this. Let's get away from this um, this fantasy just a little bit, just a little bit. And let's talk a little reality. And yesterday, some Dallas Cowboy, I know a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans have to be some kind of super disappointed to see what the Cowboys laid down yesterday. And I mean, it just didn't look good. I mean, I mean it just didn't look good, the product that they put on the field yesterday. And I guess when you plan for a coach who's a sitting duck, it's kind of hard to to actually fake like it's like it looks good when it just doesn't look good. And I really think that uh, that that you know Jason Garrett, he's been a sitting duck for for a while. He's been a sitting duck, and the Cowboys have actually sort of played like he's been a sitting duck coach. And and yesterday against the Philadelphia Eagles, you know. Uh, the Cowboys didn't score a touchdown. I'm getting to something in this now. The Cowboys didn't score a touchdown. And Ezekiel Elliott, 13 carries, 47 yards. Um, that's just, you know, that's just not, that's, that's just not enough, you know. But, but the Cowboys now saying they still have a chance to make the playoffs if they went out and Philadelphia had, had so happened to lose. And and let's don't get it twisted. Um, this part of the NFC is the weakest division in football. It is the weakest division in football. But for the last few weeks, Ezekiel Elliott has played like he just really hasn't really wanted it. I mean, I mean, really, thirteen carries, forty-seven yards. He just really has played like he like he just really has not wanted it. You know, we look at that Dak Prescott numbers. Uh, they're they're pretty pedestrian, twenty five or forty four for two hundred and sixty five yards. You know, and 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 let's don't forget, Zeke was a, was a one that came out and said that um, Zach had suffered a, 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 a mild dislocation in his shoulder. That wasn't for everybody to know. Nobody, nobody needed to know that, especially opposing teams, and 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 not even the fans needed to know that. But he was the person that came out and said that, and I'm saying this for a reason. Dallas Cowboy fans, NFL fans, Ohio State fans, be very, very careful this off season with this cow. I mean, just be very, very careful this offseason with this guy. You know, he did some stupid stuff. He's done some stupid stuff every year he's been in the league in the offseason and has had to come out of pocket a few times already in the offseason. Now he's gotten paid. Oh, my goodness. Ezekiel Elliott is a time bomb waiting to happen. And what he really doesn't know is he's a cash cow waiting to pay off. 
he's he's almost like a slot machine waiting to pay off. I mean, you know, you if you if you knew the slot machine was gonna pay off, you'd ride around from state to state to state trying to find him. So you as soon as you find him drunk and acting a fool or on the mollies or whatever they get on out there, I don't know. But I'm telling you, soon as you find Zeke Elliott in one of them in one of them state of minds where he's all crunk or all drunk or all whatever. And you see him out there, I'm telling you, all you got to do is go over there, pick a fight with him, say something real crazy, real, real crazy. He going to react, probably going to swing and miss miss it. He going to probably swing at you and miss because I'm telling you, man, this dude is a, is a time bomb waiting to happen. We got Reggie on the line. Reggie, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Daryl, how you doing, man? I just caught the last part about the Molly. I don't even know who you're talking about. Can you give me a, a, a refresh? I'm going to give you a look. I'm, I was talking about the Dallas Cowboys, right? And I was saying that mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, for the last two or three weeks, he looked like he's playing. He don't really look like he want to be out there. He he looked like he's playing for the offseason already. And you know his history. He has had some altercations in the offseason seem like every year he's been in the league. And a couple of times he's had to come out the pocket. So I was saying Ezekiel Elliott is really almost like a slot machine getting ready to go off. Because I'm telling you, man, this dude is um, he going to do something stupid in the offseason. I don't know whether it's going to be from the alcohol. I don't know whether it's going to be from the uh, – uh, from the Mollies, I don't know what it's going to be. But, you know, this dude, he might do something real stupid out there because he has a history. And he got money now. You understand what I'm saying? And people know he got paid. People can look on the Internet and see how much money he made this season, how much he's getting ready to make, how much his bonuses was. And if this fool thing, he can walk around at concerts like he did last year, bumping in the security guard, and the security guard looked like he may have weighed 147 pounds, and the dude fell down all over the rails and stuff. You know, you can't do that kind of stuff, man, when you when you just made, what, $18 million last year or something like that? Yeah, I tell you, Darrell, I, I watch Ezekiel, and this is just my personal opinion, man. He's not the back that a lot of people, uh, you know, say he is. That's just my opinion. You know, I watch back, I watch all the positions, but he's not the fact that uh, he's no Barry Sanders, no Emmitt Smith. You know, he, 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 he and and not only that, he got he got some baggage, you know, uh, off the. The, uh, off the field, especially during the off season. So, and, I, and to me, it doesn't look like he's a very humble guy either. So, uh, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I watched him yesterday, and it, it did look like he's ready for the season to end, so he can go in and do do his off season, whatever whatever he does on the off season. Look like he's ready to go forward and, and not even uh, uh, try to make the playoffs. Whether it's, you know, it, 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 it's like, damn if I do, damn if I don't. You know, the guy, the guy, um, he got some good numbers. He, he 283 rushes for, um, uh, 283 rushes, 1,235 yards. He averaged 4.4 uh, yards a, a rush. 
Uh, Nick Chubb leading the league in rushing with 1,453 yards, 5.1 yards a carry. And uh, uh, Derrick Henry, he's second with 1,329 yards, 4.9 yards a carry. Chris McCaffrey, uh, 1,361 yards and 4.9 yards a carry. So, um, but, you know, hey. Uh, it's, you know, I, I, Ezekiel Elliott to me, he just say he has he has a, he, he played better his his rookie year than he's played this year, and to me last year as well, you know, and and and, mm-hmm. and, and hey, and he plays physical now. Don't get it wrong, he he plays very very physical, and and when you die, when you're not as intimidating as you once were physically, that's a big part of your game that's gone. Right, right. Well, I tell you, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a, a coaching change in, in Dallas uh, come this off season. I, well, I who guess, you, who I you think going to get that job? That's a question. Uh, that, that's a good question, but I know who's not going to have it. I don't know who's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know who's not going to have it come, <laughs> come February and March or maybe even before then. But anyway, I wanted to talk about I went to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Houston, the Houston Texans. Texans. And I saw on the second offensive play of the game, Jameis threw the touchdown. He threw him a touchdown. But he didn't throw it to his teammate. He threw it to Houston. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then he came right back on the second sit on the second uh, series for uh, 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 the second time when they got the ball. They got the ball back. He threw another interception for a touchdown, but the ref threw the flag and called and called uh, one of the, the defenders for uh, uh, illegal blocking the back. So that was two back to back. Touchdowns he threw, but to the wrong team. <laughs> you wrong yeah. for that, Reggie. Wrong, yeah, man. And I'm telling you, I, I not, don't get me wrong. I like Jameis personally as a person, but as a quarterback, he is to me. He just he doesn't make good decisions. You know those those a lot of those routes are timing routes where coaches, the offensive uh, coaches, they teach these guys. How to throw the ball when the guy comes out of the break? You know, it's just timing routes where they go. Okay, he'll take a three-step drop or a five-step drop, and the guy run a twelve-yard out. Throw the ball, but James, you got to have some kind of awareness to if that guy is covered, don't throw that ball. Throw it out of bounds. You got to be able to see, and I don't think James can see that because here it is when these guys watch film. And if they guess right on that route, and you throw that ball, and you see he covered, because a lot of a lot of defensive backs, and I'm telling you, as a corner, we'll jump a route based on we just based on knowing that this is what he's getting ready to run. And as a quarterback, you can't throw that ball right there if you see that that guy's covered. You're right, Reggie. Now I'm gonna tell you something. And you're right, as an offensive player, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm gonna say this. I I'm think that's what he struggles with. I, I'm gonna say this I'm, uh, to Jameis' defense. All right, and yesterday I watched that game. Well, Saturday I watched that game 
Uh, I watched that, that entire game. And you remember late in the game when Perryman, um, it was a real tough catch. He made the catch, but looked like it, the ball mm-hmm. may have hit the ground. On the fire line. But, on the fire line. Right. But he didn't. The ball didn't hit the ground. He made that catch, right? The boy got hands as long mm-hmm. as his daddy hands, too. He got some big hands. But I'm going to say this about, yeah. about, about that, right? Then Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, they rushed to the line of scrimmage. Like they trying to hide something, right? They rushed to the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. And 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 uh, and and basically go for a um a bad play. They got stopped on fourth down. They didn't even need to rush, man. No, they they didn't need. Mm-hmm. They, they got stopped on third on on uh, on third down or something. They didn't need to rush, right? But so they you, rushed. You, so what you saying is they thought that uh, Houston was going to challenge the the catch. The challenge that catch, and they rushed and didn't need to rush. And on that last interception that Jameis Winston threw, right. That last one that he threw. Man, he saw something that should have been there. He saw a running back getting ready to run a route, and all he had to do was run a, a decent route and run it out, had all that feel to himself. But if you don't have any kind of threat of someone thinking that you might run past them, they don't never respect you, so they're going to jump the route. And that's exactly what that hit, that happened on that on that route when the kid number forty four yeah, was doing it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was guys that, yeah. that film, and they know that they Winston and yeah. whoever that defense coordinators, he taught he he stressed. I bet you he stressed in the meeting all week long that this guy will force the ball. He will release it. Well, I'm not going to put that one on Jameis, though. I, I, I really think that was as much on that receiver, that running back running that route, as it was on, on Jameis Winston. Hey, but Reggie, um, we got to get out of here, man. We got a commercial. We got a couple of callers on the line, man. Thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Okay. I'll talk to you next week, guys. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, I know we got Vince on the line. I know we got Damon on the line. We'll be right back after these messages. Peace. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com 
You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, um, you know, we was talking about that Jameis Winston, and uh, and I, I just, I just, I really have a lot of confidence in Jameis Winston. I, I really do. I think that the, um, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a place that he needs to just put behind him and move on. I really do. Uh, and I, and I, and I'll use, I'll use Ryan Tannehill as a perfect example. You know, pe- people in in Miami were just ready to just say, "Hey, get out of here." Go bye. See you later. Riva Dirce. Bye bye. Aloha. They wanted him gone. And you look at Ryan Tannehill now in Tennessee. He he he's a savior in Tennessee. You know what I mean? They they're really happy with with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. And you would be surprised at what people in Washington D.C. might be saying about Jameis Winston next year. Or, or even, or even Jameis Winston go to Washington and sit behind some of them cats they got in Washington, and 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 earn his time. But uh, I really think that Jameis Winston is someone that's um, that's going to be that's going to be having a bright career. It just may not be in Tampa. You know, it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be in Tampa. Hey, I think we got Damon on the line. Damon, what's up, buddy? Josh, we got Damon. Yes, I'm here. Damon, what's happening, man? What's going on, Dale? Hey, man, love and lights, man. You know, I, every every week seemed like I had this conversation with Red about Jameis Winston. And, uh, and, and, and yesterday, I think Jameis broke his old record. I think he threw five interceptions yesterday. <laughs> yeah, hey, five interceptions, man. Hey, yeah. um, like you said, he may be a better fit. He, may, he can go. He can go further south and go to Miami. I, I mean, yeah. I agree with you. I can see him in Miami easy. Yep, but I can see him. There. It's all about the system. They're rebuilding, anyways. You know, you say you you gave um, Tannehill as a reference. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick had um. He he went from uh, I guess Tampa to Miami. It went for him. Yeah, and I think Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And um and and I think it's it's a few stops out there that Jameis Winston uh Jameis Winston could fit at. I I really do. And uh, I, I I I'll say this um Derek Carr his days are numbered in Oakland. Jameis Jameis Winston could step right in. And fit right there in, in in Oakland. I really think he could. With with half so the headaches that, that he had. The, it was the system um, it can work for him because a lot of times those interceptions are not his fault. But you know, it's a it's a fifty fifty ball game. Now, I heard uh, the caller before said um, it's all about timing. A lot of guys, are, you know. They, they practice that every day, but they still not on the same page. But, 
with that and you, being said, you, you would think this time right. of year they would be on the same page. And you're right, it is. It, 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 a lot about timing has to do with everything, you know. Yeah, but uh, but Jameis Winston, yeah, and he had he had four interceptions yesterday. He didn't have five. He had four interceptions, one TD, three hundred thirty-five yards, two hundred uh, twenty-two of forty-eight. He threw the ball forty-eight times, man, almost fifty attempts. That's a lot of passes, you know. And how many quarterbacks in the NFL threw the ball almost fifty times yesterday? But, uh, I mean, what was that saying about the running game, though? You got, um, they got to step it up. He's going to have the receivers step up. Because you shouldn't be throwing that many times. You're right. And and when you look at, um, and, and, and when we look at this game, right, the score was 23 to 20. That was the final score in this game. 23 to 20. Right? And, 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 and um, and um, uh, Watson, Deshaun Watson threw the ball 32 times. Jameis threw the ball 48 times. Now that's that's a lot of passes, man. I mean, and, and you and we understand Jameis was, you know, he was in the hole a lot because he did throw four interceptions. But if you did have some kind of running attack, I think it would have been a much better. Uh, it it would have been much better for them. Now, man, you think he he's rushing to throw the ball a lot, or he just, or I mean, being anxious, but or he just, you know, taking it upon himself. Thinking he has to do that because, like I said, lack of running game. You know, I really think, um, I, I really think yesterday it was it was the fact that that dude, um, Godwin, he wasn't available, and Mike Evans. Pro Bowl Mike Evans was not available. So when neither one of those guys were available, I, I think, you know, that, that it, it, it made a difference yesterday. And it, and it made a difference in a win and a loss, I think. And it definitely made a difference in the in three interceptions or two interceptions and four interceptions. Because four interceptions lost this game. Two interceptions, if Jameis did his regular just so two interceptions, they might have won this game. Right. That's, that's that's horrible to say, but that's the truth, you know. Well, I mean, what I would do if I was Tampa, I mean, either got to deal him or get him more uh, receiving help because obviously he likes to throw the ball because um utilize his talents. The thing is, I don't. I, I and I say it this a lot of time, man. I think I just don't think it's a good fit anymore. You know, it's, this is like four years, five years with Jameis. And it's just it's just time to move on. It's time for him to move on. And it's time for Tampa Bay to move on. And it's, you know, so you I think... think you think he won his welcome in Tampa? I, they will never say it, but I think he has. I really so do. But the contract talks. Uh, they, they, they say he's going to be there next year. You know, well, Jameis... He probably he he deserves a major contract, you know, five years, a hundred and something million dollars in Tampa Bay. I don't think they're really willing to um to fork up that kind of money, you know. Uh, they they're just not willing to give him what he deserves. So it's time for him to move on. Maybe go out to the West Coast, uh, San Diego. Philip Rivers is is about ready to just you know throw in the towel, don't you think? 
Well, hey, he can travel another to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, and and see and see Philip Rivers, he's one of those guys. I don't think he's gonna say, I'm retiring, I'm leaving. They're gonna have to say, All right, Philip, you gotta leave. You gotta that's it. Let the door hit you. He's not gonna walk away. <laughs> They're going to make him walk away. And see, I can see Jameis Winston going out there, uh, playing in the, uh, what's that color, teal and yellow or whatever those colors are in San Diego. I can see him going out there, sitting behind Phillip Rivers uh, for about four games, and then he comes in, and hey, win four games in a row in San Diego, that's big news, man. And, and going to take that team to the playoff, because that team is not far off from being a playoff team, really. So, I, I, I can see something like that happening with with uh with Jameis Winston. Yeah, they they got they got potential. It's just like um, but Philip Rivers, he's worn out his welcome too. I mean, yeah, he, him and Eli Manning. And and, let me, and let's say this too, man. Um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, when you look at him. When they show pictures of him on the sideline, he looked like an old offensive line coach, man. I can't see him coming <laughs> back, man, playing no daggone quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you? No. I, I just don't I, see I don't. him. And I think he tore his Achilles or something like that. I just I don't, I don't see him coming back. The way the game is played now, the way, as fast as these guys are, I mean, within the last two years, they are just really, really super fast getting to the quarterback now. I mean, it's just it's it's unbelievable. So I don't see Ben Roethlisberger coming back, and I could see Jameis Winston playing in Pittsburgh for the Steelers. It's possible they, they're young uh, and they're talented. You just gotta get the ball to them. Hey, so it's you know it's it's some opportunities for Jameis Winston. It really is, and I think that I think he um he has a he has a career out there beyond Tampa Bay. I I, I really do, and I I don't know where it's gonna be. I, I hope it's um I, I don't know you know and and who knows what's gonna ha- happen with Carolina Panthers. You know Carolina Panthers are yeah. is Cam Newton coming back? You know are they tired of him? We don't know. But uh, if they are, Jameis is ready. Hey, I want to get something out there, uh, yeah. I'm listening. Um, and it goes like this. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Now, what, what do you think about them? Everybody was talking about Eagles like, oh, they ain't going to win. They don't have any receivers. Well, Everybody to throw out there. Somebody got to step up, right? Somebody got to. I think. So far, so good. Yeah, you're right. And and the, and the Eagles, they had a lot of guys to step up yesterday. You know, but uh, one of the guys that stepped up for the Eagles is that guy, uh, uh, Saunders, the running back. I don't know his name, Sanders or Saunders. Wow, Sanders. Sanders, the running back from, um, mm-hmm. and, and he's from Penn State. You know, and a lot of yeah. people don't understand that was that was Saquon Backley's backup. You know, and that guy was he was a heck of a running back coming out of college. So he he's waited his turn and really is probably the best running back on the Philadelphia Eagles roster. 
Yeah, I'll read something today. They released Jay Ajayi, and they just signed him uh, a few weeks ago. So by him, by Sanders stepping up, that that showed uh, Ajayi the, the, the door again. Oh, they released him again. Yep. Wow. Wow, and, and you know it's been interesting about him um, this this whole season. You know he hasn't played much at all. But let me ask you a question before we get out of here, David. What do you think about Marshawn Lynch coming back and playing for the um, Seattle Seahawks this year? Is that a possibility, or is that just is, is that just a uh, 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 publicity stunt? You know what, though, um, to be honest with you, it might be uh, a publicity stunt because if I was Marshawn Lynch. I would hold a grudge because at the Super Bowl he could have won that for them. One yard is nothing for him. You you decide to throw a pass. Now now you need me. Now you need me in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, hey, but don't forget that money talk, man. Don't we can't Boy, yeah, tell that's true. that money talk. All that other stuff, you know what it do. But money talk, man. And and, I, yeah, and that's sir. what this is all about to me, I think. It's, this is just another a situation they, they want to get paid. Uh, and, no, Marshawn Lynch wants to get paid. And uh, you never know. He might even sell some T-shirts or, or some mugs or something else out of this, too. Yeah. Yep. Hey, yeah. Um, <laughs> have, have Florida State decided on who's who's going to be the head coach? We still are we still dealing with the interim head coach? No, no, we we, we have a head coach right now. He, he's uh, the Memphis um, Tigers uh, coach. He, he runs the same same offense, um, something similar to Tigers. He, he like he like the fast pace offense, and so far in that conference, they 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 won at least ten games, but. Um, I don't think he's coaching their bowl. He want to focus on his new job because he's really, he's been getting uh, pretty good recruits right now. But uh, they're high up on him right now until you know the test is proven within the season. Okay. But, yeah, they found the coach. All right, all right. I I gotta I gotta do a little research on that. Yeah, he, he, he used to be he used to be the Memphis Tigers, uh, and I think he brought one of his coordinators, mm-hmm. uh, Mike to Mike Norvell. Yes. Yeah, Mike Mike Norvell. Yeah, takes over as FSU's head coach. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Let's see how I go. And, and it, well, we'll see how it goes because uh, Memphis has had a, had a very um, a strong program for some years now. Thirty eight years old, young guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yeah, this is this will be interesting to see how how this how this works out. Um, and he really has to come out fine quickly, you know, because FSU fans are expecting something um, something big quickly. You know. So let's hope he let's hope well, he does. Yeah. Hopefully, don't have too many L's in his name, like you know Willie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I think he, he got two L's in his name, don't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he already off to a bad start, man. He got two L's in his name. Man. <laughs> that ain't no hey, go by the first name. Go by his first name. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Damon, thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Hey, thanks for having me. No doubt. Hey, Josh, we got Vince on the line? I'm going to fuck you up. So you Vince, probably... what's going on, man? Bye, what's good. happening? Vince, what's, what's up, man? Man, loving life. I got all my sisters in here. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I was just hollering at you on the talk show today. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man, loving life. I see the Miami Dolphin pull one out yesterday. I see that. Man, y'all beat y'all beat the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime. The Miami Dolphin. I I got I got one of my sisters here, Dad. I would let her say hi to you because she like the Cowboys and she trying to figure out why they keep hating on the um um, um they court they coach. Oh, Jason Garrett. Cause that's, I, Jason Garrett. I'm here, Dad. Yeah, they hold on to Jason Garrett, man, because Jason Garrett is uh is one of Jerry Jones' boys. You know? Jerry Jones make it clear that Jason Garrett is one of his boys, and that's why they keep him. And it's not on not only Jason Garrett that uh, that they holding on to. You know, um, Dakota Prescott, he's one of his boys too. That's why he ain't gave him no big time check yet. But he did end up paying Ezekiel Elliott. And that's what they're going to have to keep an eye on. Because he got the money. Hey, but Z earned his paycheck. You can't, they can't get mad on that because he's running the ball. The thing is, coaching play a big part of these guys' life. And these guys got to get prepared to play big-time football because they got the team on paper as expected to be winning. But then I'm, now I'm starting to think that players just dropping the ball, not doing what they want to do because they feel like they ain't getting the money out of something. And, and it, it ain't like they they not short it. They short it actually on national TV. So when they on national TV, all them balls they dropped yesterday during the game. These this is a big time game. You supposed to be prepared to play football, and you can't put all that other stuff to the side. All your personal life supposed to go to the side. And then like for example. When they were asking them questions and interviewing all of them guys, all of them guys were talking how bad and how good that they were playing. But at the same time, I ain't really none of them say we were playing together as a team. And then they looked like they fall apart. And the coach in the middle for for trying to keep the team together. But it ain't the coach's fault. Coaches hey, don't man, play football. Man. They got to the thing to prepare you. I agree. Uh, you you uh, you right. But the players got to play, especially when you're a pro. Hey, but Vince, we got to take a quick commercial break, man. I don't let us run over our commercial. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, you can explain all of this to us. And I think I got an interpreter in here, too. We'll be right back after these messages. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM with voiceamerica.com. I don't know if Vince is still with us or not. Josh, Vince still with us? That might be a good thing. Anyway, you know, um, uh, over the weekend, the, um, the New England Patriots pulled out another victory. But, man, I keep saying I really hope this is Tom Brady's last year. We spoke a little bit about this on the show um, last week, that there's some rumors that Tom Brady, you know, could be going to play for the San Diego Chargers. Now, you heard it here first. There is a, there are some rumors about this. Now we know that Tom Brady does not have the same kind of pull that Bill Belichick has in New England. You know, Bill Belichick is the man. I mean, he pulled the strings. He liked the fires. He put out the fires. Everything go through Bill Belichick. That's why it's such a, a kind of like such a mysterious thing that. He doesn't know anything about this filming thing and the videos and all. No, everything goes to Bill Belichick in New England. But Tom Brady insists that he wants to continue to play football after the age of 42 years old. And if he's going to be playing after 42 years old, I don't think it's going to be with the New England Patriots. I think Bill Belichick, is, is, is he, he wants a younger player. He wants someone that's going to be able to be a little bit mobile, more mobile. He sees where the game is going, and um, Tom Brady's not the answer. He was the answer, but he's no longer the answer. So Tom Brady wants to play. Bill Belichick wants to be a, be a uh, have a younger quarterback. So where does this leave Tom Brady? He's from the California, San Diego uh, area. I think if he has the opportunity to go and play for the San Diego Chargers, I, I could see him taking advantage of that. I, I really, really could see um, Tom Brady taking take advantage of, of that situation. Now, will it happen? I hope not. I really hope not. I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to see Tom Brady playing for 
some team that he's more of a coach for than he is a player. He's more of an organizer on offense than he is a player. Not to take anything from the San Diego Chargers in their organization, but I just don't want to see Tom Brady. I'd, I'd hate to see him scooped off the field. I, I really would because, I mean, not not to say that I, I love Tom Brady. I really like his game. I really respect him as a player. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And and I don't want to see him um, play, a, play a role like, like he's some poor hustler that needs the money, you know, and he doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. You know, I, I saw OJ Simpson play for the San Diego Chargers after he played for the uh, Buffalo Bills for his entire, for all of his career until late. And then, hold on, I take that back. Um, uh, OJ played for the San Francisco 49ers late in his career. And it just, it just, it just wasn't. You know, it was almost like he was a token player. And I don't think Tom Brady would ever be that. No, I don't. But uh, just like I don't think, um, I, I don't think um, um, Marshawn Lynch is gonna come back and play for the Seattle Seahawks to be a token for anybody. Now this guy coming, he's coming back because he wants, he wants to play, and uh, and I think you know, and and he wants to be productive. You know, yeah, we, but talking about players that's coming back and want to be productive, you know, Des Bryant has come out a lot lately and talking. I mean, every every other week or so, we're hearing something about Des Bryant. And Des is now talking about the teams that he's trying out for for next year. You know, some of this stuff you don't have to talk about, Des. If you're doing it, do it. You know, we don't, we don't need to hear about this. We, matter of fact... Make big news and go try out for the XFL. That's what you need to be doing. Play for the XFL now. Get your skills right and come back for the NFL next year. If you want to really do something. So I, I don't I don't I don't get this whole Dez Bryant thing. Um, but something I do think we need to talk about since we're on the lines of the Cowboys is now come on, Urban Meyer. Coaching the Dallas Cowboys, wow. I could easily see Urban Meyer coaching the Dallas Cowboys. However, I don't know how well Urban Meyer would fit with Jerry Jones. But because Urban Meyer wants to get into coaching so desperately, get back into coaching so desperately bad, I think he'd do almost anything to get back into coaching, including put up with all of Jerry Jones' BS because he wants to get back into coaching. And don't get it twisted. It's some NFL coaches, it's some NFL teams out there that are willing to give Urban Meyer a shot at becoming a, a, uh, a head coach. Uh, I, it, w- it would not surprise me if Dallas Cowboys did it because uh, Urban Meyer would probably take a lot less money than, uh, than a lot of other coaches. Um, but at the same time, uh, who knows what Urban Meyer might want, and who knows what and what Jerry Jones may offer him to to be the head coach at the uh, for the um for the Dallas Cowboys. And I really think Jerry Jones wants to maximize his quarterback more. I think he wants to see his quarterback running the ball more. I think he wants to see his quarterback doing more of a, what they call the run pass option more. Uh, I think he wants to see more 
It's a little more trickery in the Dallas Cowboys. So I think this could be a fit for Jerry Jones. But it's it's you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how how well the whole thing fits with um with Urban Meyer. And um hey, well we'll we'll see. It, it, it it's it's gonna be interesting, you know. And 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 what's really gonna happen with Eli Manning? Is Eli is Eli Manning gonna just walk away in the sunset and say I'm I'm done I, I, I'm done I, I'm good, or is he gonna sit around on somebody's bench for the next three years collecting a paycheck, being as quiet as a mouse, just like he's always been? I wouldn't blame him one bit if he did that. I, I really would not blame him one bit if he did that, you know, and I, and, but who is going to be the Oakland Raiders quarterback next year? Will it, will it, will it be David Carr? Uh, I don't know. I, and I, I don't know. It, it, it's, 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 it's really interesting to see where this whole thing is going to, going to uh, turn up. You know, something that a lot of people are not talking about that happened over the weekend in the NFL is um, Odell Beckham having a screaming match at his coach. And I'm wondering, what's, what's the deal with this? Is it, and, and, and the coach looked like he was kind of like almost ignoring him, not even saying anything. But he's yelling at the coach. And I'm saying, is this, some, is this another one of these antics that we've seen from him where he's bringing attention to himself for what? I mean, he's bringing attention to himself so we can look at him or so we can say, hey, what's wrong with that guy? Or, or is this just him trying to say, get me out of here. Get me out of here. I don't feel like being in this city no more. I want to poop on you guys. Get me out of here. And what happens? That's usually what happens. He ends up getting put out of town. And I think that's probably what that was. Because you can look at look at the coach and the coach is like, man, what are you what's what's your problem? But we can't we cannot really judge this guy, Odell Beckham, uh, by anything because you just never know what's what's really going on with him. And um because this season is pretty much over and the um and the season with the uh with the Browns is pretty much over. It's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing works out in the off season, and I really kind of think that that's probably going to um, it's probably going to be a situation where where um, Odell, Odell Beckham is gone. And, but we have to understand that the Cincinnati Bengals are, are one of the worst teams in the league, but the Cleveland Browns is probably in the same category as the Dolphins and the um, and the the Dolphins and the Bengals. However, they had some really good wide receivers this year. And a pretty good quarterback too. I think Baker Mayfield, he's a he's a good quarterback. He's just not I don't think he's gonna ever be great. And you have to be great in this league at points to to take your team uh, to playoffs and be in that, that category of a playoff quarterback. You know, but um you know, Dwayne Haskins, he's out for the season. Got to start late in the season. But now he's going to be out for the season. And, you know, it's only one game left in the season. 
But where does this put him at next year? Is he back at the top in in Washington next year? Are the Redskins going to say we're going to hang our hat on Haskins? Not so sure. Really not so sure. And I I, I don't I don't I just don't think I just don't think they are because uh, I, for one thing Haskins just doesn't have the foot speed that the NFL needs if you're gonna do this RPO run pass option you better have some quick feet and you better be able to move them very quickly and you need to be able to think on your feet so I'm I'm just not so sure that uh, that he's gonna be able to be able to do that however. Um, one record was broken yesterday in the NFL, and that was um, receiving yards. Well, Julio Jones was the first, was the youngest player um, to reach um, tw- um, twelve thousand receiving yards. Um, congratulations, Julio Jones! And I'm gonna tell you, any fantasy owner that I love to talk about that fantasy football from time to time. He is always in the top three picks on everybody's team. Um, However, uh, the guy, Michael Thomas, he broke the touchdown record yesterday in a season. And I thought that was, you know, it's probably an even more important record to break because, um, hey, that's that's a very, very tough thing to do to get across the end zone. And some guys play their entire career and never got crossed the end zone. And this guy here has only been in the league, I think, four years, and he's already um, um, broke the um, the um, the record for touchdowns. So I re- I really applaud this um, this young man, and um, and it's, I think this is um ah I can't think it's his uncle, but his uncle played his uncle played in the um, in the NFL. So I think, you know, that's a, that's a credit in itself. But, uh, but no, Michael Thomas, um, this guy is just an awesome, awesome receiver. And right now in his career, he has uh, 466 receptions and um, 5,475 yards and 32 touchdowns. Wow. In such a young career, and his uh, and and this is just his, this is this is um, this is his fourth year in the league. So, congratulations to Michael Thomas, and um, well, an outstanding career to young man out of Ohio State. Guys, thanks for another show. Thanks for another good show, and thanks for our guests for calling in, and. Hey, we'll be back next week with more Sports Info UM on VoiceAmerica.com. More about the bowl games and the, and the NFL playoffs next week on Sports Info. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.